American Redoubt Radio Operators Network and is a nationwide disaster preparedness network made up of patient-oriented radio operators. So, Amron phonetically, Alpha, Mike, Romeo, Romeo, Oscar, November. This is a directed net, so please hold any traffic until that control station calls for it. Any emergency traffic may break in at any time. Whether you're seasoned or new, this is the place for patriots, preppers, and partisans who understand the necessity of being able to receive and share information with others during an emergency. And when conventional communications are disrupted or compromised, grid up or grid down, this is Partisan Radio. Welcome to Volume 32 of Partisan Radio. We are currently at AMCON 4 during this week of February 15th. 2016. Due to the current situation relating to North Korea, we are raising the AMCON level to four. The following was carefully taken into consideration. First, North Korea recently detonated a series of the latest in a series of thermonuclear devices underground. North Korea launched a ballistic missile carrying an unknown satellite payload, which makes the second one up there now. The orbit of the satellite, it directly takes it over Nebraska at an altitude of approximately 300 miles, which is ideally suited for an EMP-type detonation. And tomorrow, Tuesday, February 16th, is the 75th anniversary of the Kim Jong regime. And finally, North Korea just executed the most recent in a series of executions and removals and purgings of uh, military officers, and this time the Minister of Defense. So your action items, go to the AMCON page, click on the AMCON Level 4 banner on the right-hand side of the website. That will take you to our AMCON page with information. And look at the chart down below under AMCON 4 for some general guidelines as far as what you should be doing when we are at Level 4. Keep a secondary backup computers and unused communications stored in protected Faraday-type boxes or cages. Keep primary communications gear disconnected from antennas when not in use, and when feasible, store critical items in protected Faraday. Review and update any of your and all of your digital communication software. Make sure that you have the latest versions and store the executable or setup files on a protected thumb drive also in your Faraday protection. Have your hard copies printed, including the SOI, frequency lists, manuals, and other guides that you would normally refer to that are electronic, which you have not printed out yet. And then discuss disaster communications and meetup procedures with your family and with your groups. And we will continue to assess the situation and adjust the AMCON level based on the perceived threat. If the AMCON level changes, we will send out an AMRON app alert for all Android users, including the instructions to our members, and we'll post any pertinent information there. The i operating system for Apple users is available only to AMRON Core at this time. If you are a net control operator, don't forget to mention the current AMCON condition level as being level four right now in the preamble to your nets. Also, we started here in February. This will be the second net where the 20 meter net takes place during the daytime at 20 hundred hours. That's two zero 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 hours Zulu. 
And that evening will be the 40 meter nets until we change over with the time change or before the time change in April, we will switch over to 80 meters on Wednesday night and the rolling nets will become uh, 40 meter nets. So you can contact me at John Jacob at Radio Free Readout. If you have any questions, be more than happy to try to help you out. And some folks are, again, asking about starting local or regional nets in their areas. We strongly encourage that. Uh, Send me an email and we will send you the packet for setting up uh, as net control operator, all the tools and everything that you need to get your net up and running, operational, and even added to the net directory for others in your region that want to tune in. So you can build and strengthen your regional and area and local networks. Now, before we get to the main topic, I want to remind everyone, when you are tuning up on HF, high frequency, when you are tuning up for the nets, do not tune up on frequency. Either go up or down about 5 kilohertz, find a place with no activity to avoid interfering with other radio traffic, And then tune up because when you tune up on frequency, you are doing that right on top of others that are trying to relay traffic. I have an audio file here as an example of one of the most recent nets or this net took place within the last uh, month or so. And this is what it sounds like when you're tuning up on top of the net frequency. standing by for the net. Are there any stations listening this afternoon? Okay, and then I want to talk about some radio procedures. Now, there is the IARU. This is the Emergency Telecommunications Guide, which I strongly recommend. We have that Available at Amron.com. Just go to the search box in the upper right-hand corner at the website and type in MCOM's guide or IARU, and that will take you to the posting where we have that uh, uploaded and linked to. It's a PDF file. It is a great overview of emergency communications. I want to take you to chapter five, talking about emergency telecommunications skills. And we'll talk a little bit about each of these different components uh, in the coming weeks. In their introduction under chapter five, it says, an emergency communicator must do his or her part to get every message to its intended recipient quickly, accurately, and with a minimum of fuss. A number of factors can affect your ability to do this, including your own operating skills, the communication method used, a variety of noise problems, the skills of the receiving party, the cooperation of others, and adequate resources. Life and death communications are not part of our daily experience. Most of what we say and do each day does not have the potential to severely impact the lives and property of hundreds or thousands of people. In an emergency, any given message can have huge and often unintended consequences. An unclear message, or one that is modified, delayed, misdelivered, or never delivered at all, can have disastrous results. 
So I'm selecting certain parts from Chapter 5 from the IARU, Telecommunications Emergency Guide. And this section here is listening. Listening is at least 50% of communication. Discipline yourself to focus on your job and tune out distractions. If your attention drifts at the wrong time, you could miss a critical message. Listening also means avoiding unnecessary transmissions. A wise person once said, a man has two ears and one mouth. Therefore, he should listen twice as much as he talks. While you are asking, when will the beds arrive for the fourth time that hour, someone else with a life and death emergency might be prevented from calling for help. Sometimes the job of listening is complicated by noise. You might be operating from a noisy location. The signal might be weak or other stations may be causing interference. In each of these cases, it helps to have headphones to minimize uh, local noise and to help you concentrate on the radio signal. Any veteran of a major emergency situation will tell you headphones are one of the must-have items in emergency telecommunications operations. Digital signal processing, DSP, filters, and other technologies may also help to reduce radio noise and interference. Let's talk about microphone techniques. Even something as simple as using your microphone correctly can make a big difference in intelligibility. For optimum performance, hold the microphone close to your cheek and just off to the side of your mouth. Talk across or talk past your microphone rather than directly into the microphone. This will reduce breath noises and popping sounds that can mask your speech. Speak in a normal, clear, calm voice. Raising your voice or shouting can result in overmodulation and distortion and will not increase the volume at the receiving end. Speak at a normal pace. Rushing your words can result in slurred and unintelligible speech. Pronounce words carefully, making sure to enunciate each syllable and sound. Radios should be adjusted so that normal voice within two inches of the microphone element will produce full modulation. If your microphone gain is set too high that you can achieve full modulation with the microphone in your lap, it will also pick up extraneous background noise that can mask or garble your voice. So have it up there close by your cheek. Noise-canceling microphones uh, are a good choice since they block out nearly all unwanted background noise and they're available in handheld and headset boom mic configurations. Voice-operated transmission, or VOX, is not recommended for emergency communications. It's too easy for background noise and off-air operator comments to be accidentally transmitted, resulting in embarrassment or disrupted nets. Use a hand or a foot switch instead. Lastly, pause a little longer than usual between transmissions. Anytime there is a possibility that other stations may have emergency traffic to pass, a count of 1, 1,000 is usually sufficient. In this guide, they point out to be sure to say exactly what you mean, use specified words to ensure that your precise meaning is conveyed. Do not say that place we were talking about when Richard's school is what you mean. Using non-specific language can lead to misunderstandings and confusion. Communicate one complete subject at a time. Mixing different subjects into one message can cause misunderstandings and confusion and frustration.
If you're sending a list of additional food supplies needed, keep it separate from the message asking for more sandbags. Separate those different points and topics, allowing the other station that you are talking to to respond to each of those individually. Don't use run-on sentences containing multiple topics and then moving along without giving the operator a chance to respond to each of your points or no chance to respond at all. Watch your speed of speech. It should be at a normal rate. Many times, emergency operators get too excited and talk very fast, making it hard for receiving stations to understand. Next, let's talk about phonetics. Alpha, Bravo, Charlie instead of ABC, right? Certain words in a message may not be immediately understood. That might be the case with an unusual place name such as Frankania or an unusual name, last name like Smith spelled S-M-Y-T-H-E. The best way to be sure is to, to, that you are understood correctly is to spell it. The trouble is, if you just spell the word using letters, it might still be misunderstood, since many letters sound like, at the other end of the radio circuit, Z and C in American English are two good examples where they sound alike. For that reason, radio communications use phonetics. You should determine which phonetics are commonly used in your area and use them. In Amron, we use the NATO what uh, some commonly refer to as military phonetics. To reduce requests to repeat words, uh, use phonetics anytime a word has an unusual or difficult spelling or may be easily misunderstood. Do not spell common words unless the receiving station asks you to. In some cases, they may ask for the phonetic spelling of a common word to clear up confusion over what has been received. Standard practice is to first say the word, say, I spell, and then spell the word phonetically. Like the net word of the week is liberty, I spell, Lima, India, Bravo, Echo, Romeo, Tango, Yankee. This lets the receiving station know you are about to spell the word he just heard. Several different phonetic alphabets are in common use, but most HAMS and public safety agencies use the ITU phonetic alphabet, also known as the military alphabet, which is actually a NATO alphabet. Many HAMS like to make up their own phonetics, especially as a memory aid for call signs, and often with humorous results, but this practice has no place in emergency communications, which is what Amron is training for. In poor conditions, unusual phonetic words might also be misunderstood, and I've seen this on the nets occasionally. We need to be sure that what we, what we say will always be interpreted exactly as intended. This is why most professional communicators use standard phonetics. The Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, Delta, Echo, Foxtrot, Golf, Hotel, right on down the line. So they list in this chapter a review of habits to avoid. And then we'll go ahead and close with volume 32. Habits to avoid. This is very distracting. It takes up additional airtime, and that is thinking aloud on the air. Think about your message before you say it. It might be helpful also to write out your script to avoid uh, the uh, next. This uh, is the such and such uh, Liberty Net, 
And uh, we'll take check-ins now. That is horrendous to listen to. So what I recommend is recording your nets. Have your smartphone or a digital voice recorder right there and go back and listen to yourself, listen to others, and key in on how much thinking you do out loud on the air. Be very conscious of that, cleaning that up. We all do it, but it needs to be minimized, especially for emergency communications. It is very unprofessional. On-air arguments, criticism, or rambling commentaries. Uh, This definitely is something where emergency communications are no place for arguments, criticism, or rambling commentaries. Shouting into your microphone. Once again, talk past it. Cute phonetics, they list. Uh, For example, if you're going to put out a call sign November 7 ASP, well, you would spell it Alpha Sierra Papa, not America Sugar Puppy. And although it's kind of cute the first time, or maybe something to help as a memory tool to remember the call sign, then you need to keep it professional and use the NATO call signs, Alpha Sierra Papa for ASP. Identifying every time you key or unkey the mic, not necessary. It is only required every 10 minutes and at the end of your transmission. Now, if you have a new station joining you, then you may want to, of course, identify yourself to a new operator that might be joining the net to let him know who he's speaking with. But otherwise, you don't have to identify yourself every single time you key or unkey the mic. Secondly, when you are addressing another station, you address the receiving or far station first and then yourself. So I wouldn't say this is John Jacob calling Amron. It would be Amron. This is John Jacob. The next thing, using 10 codes is a CB or law enforcement vernacular that is not used in amateur radio or military or emergency communications. Do not use 10 codes. They say do not use cue signals on phone or voice, but it is commonly accepted practice to use some cue signals, such as QSY to change frequencies. QSL, roger that. Uh, I have received your last transmission, QSL. So there are some that are that are acceptable, but uh, there's only a few. You shouldn't be talking all in cue signals and cue codes. That should be reserved for CW and uh, digital communications for brevity. Speaking without planning your message in advance. That ties in with the very first thing, thinking aloud on the air. Planning your message in advance, including and especially your preamble, And the end of your net for closing out your net will be very helpful as much as you can pre-plan your message. And talking just to pass the time. Emergency communications nets are not rag-chew nets. There are places for that for the hobbyists, but we want to maintain a high level of professionalism when we are communicating. Just like you might hear a a law enforcement or EMS dispatcher, for example. I'm going to keep it very short, concise, professional, and use proper procedures. Avoiding these habits that they've outlined here in Chapter 5 of the IARU 
telecommunications guide, which is linked and the PDF is embedded at amron.com. It's an excellent guide for the radio operator getting into emergency communications. Highly recommend it. You should have that printed out or at least, at the very least, downloaded. And you should read all of all the way through that as a primer for MCOMs. That's all I have. That concludes volume 32. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I look forward to seeing and hearing you on the nets this week and beyond. This is John Jacob Schmidt, out. As ready trained communicators, right up to the present time, radio hams have been busy every single minute. The ever-increasing group of radio amateurs who have equipped themselves at their own expense with two-way radio sets by amateurs who saw their opportunity to render a public service and paid off for Americans in trouble.